Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity, tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I'm super excited. We have a very special guest here with us today. Sid Garza Hillman is here, and he is also a podcast host. He's an author, and I'm going to read his bio here in a second, but he's someone who we just got on the line, and number one, he's got a great haircut. So I'll mention that. I know you can't. If you go back and watch the video, you'll see what I mean. But um, he's very similar to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just we got along so well because he's also a podcast host. He does a great podcast, very conversational. And I love the fact that his podcast that he does now is a solo uh, podcast because that's how this podcast started. If those of you who are longtime listeners and remember that, so that's something that we'll mention here in a minute because I think it's super interesting. And just to give you some background, Sid Garza Hillman, he's the author of Approaching the Natural, A Health Manifesto, and Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family. He holds a BA in philosophy from UCLA, is a public speaker, podcaster. His podcast is titled What Sid Thinks Podcast, certified nutritionist and running coach, and founder of smallsteppers.com. He is, a Stan- he is the Stanford Inn and Resorts Wellness Programs Director and Race Director of the Mendocino Coast 50K Trail Ultra Marathon. You can find more about him at his website, which is sidgarzahillman.com, and connect with him across all social media and subscribe to his podcast. His links can be found, of course, in the show notes. Sid, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mario. It's great to be here. And uh, we can discuss razor technique at any given time. Whatever, whenever you want to jump in there, I'm ready for you. It's funny that you it's funny because that is a funny thing to mention, but it happens a lot. I don't know if that happens to you, but when I talk to other gentlemen who are who have the beautiful baldness like we yeah. have, that is a topic that actually in reality comes up quite often it's, for me. It's totally true. Yeah. Side just quick side story there. I I used to be a full-time actor in Los Angeles and and one time I was getting a physical for a movie that I was in and this woman, the doctor came in and she goes, she goes, she goes, "Oh, you're my husband's bald." I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Yeah, he always says that God only gave a, a few people really well-shaped heads and on all the rest he put hair." And I was like, that's excellent. That's excellent. That's <laughs> so good. It, it takes a certain kind of dome to to pull this look off. It, it does. And I don't know if you had this, if you had this experience, but you know, I, I gradually started to go shorter and shorter just naturally with my mm-hmm. hair. Me too. And then when I realized, you know what, maybe this is just the way it's supposed to be, I'll go all the way. And I, I, I shaved it. And when I did that, when I actually used the Bic razor and shaved it, it didn't look too bad. Yeah. And Thank goodness, because now I don't think I could grow it back if I wanted to. Yeah, and I'm the same. The same. But when I started thinning, I was like, I, I, I literally was like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. 
it's like it was so easy and it's like the thousands of dollars we've shaved on saved on shampoo and conditioner we could buy like a whole mansion you and i uh, <laughs> that and not having to go to the uh, barber totally yeah i know right exactly exactly and i have the same razor i've had for like 10 years so there's no razor costs either so uh, anyway that's good yeah. um but yeah so that's that's one thing we have in common but mm-hmm. uh let's talk a little bit about your podcast because what's it thinks is your podcast you have over 100 episodes yes. and i love it because it's a soul now let me explain really quickly when i started in podcasting i did it after i actually started in radio first and so i was doing radio and in radio you have to develop the skill of being able to have a conversation with the microphone because you don't know if people are going to call in or not and you don't typically schedule guests all the time because you do it on a regular consistent basis so that was the first thing i had to learn is how do you carry a conversation by yourself and keep it entertaining that other people would want to listen to and when i started this podcast i did that intentionally that way as well but then it just turned into an interview style show and i really love the conversations that i have with other people and then the audience gets a lot of value from that so we went that direction when you're doing your solo show just walk us through like behind the scenes there and how that took shape yeah well i I will mention that i had a show before what sid thinks which was called the approaching the natural podcast and i did 222 episodes of that and that was based on my overall philosophy of health and happiness and everything and i did scatter interviews there too um, but most of those episodes were solo too. I probably have the 222. I maybe did 30 interviews, maybe. Um, and then when I launched What Sid Thinks, I didn't really have an idea of, I figured I would do interviews, but I just never have. And it's just, it just is a sort of a thing that I enjoy doing. And so my behind the scenes of it is I am constantly with a digital recorder. And if I'm in my car and on my way to the resort or I'm at home, whatever, and I, ideas kind of pop in and or if i'm on a run that's a lot of times if i'm on a long run like that's the time of quiet where it's just i don't listen to music or anything so it's just all of a sudden they'll come come in and i'll make notes and some of them i never use and some of them i do and so i when i have something that i want to talk about and sometimes it's just something that hits me during the day or news related or whatever in this new show i'll then make notes of it and i put together bullet points on a page in the old show, I would have more extensive notes. This one, I, I bullet point. I'm just more, as you know, the more experience you have, the better you get at it. And so I don't have to script really. I never scripted per se, but I would do more notes. Now I do less. And I just kind of one page it, you know, and I and I kind of whip. And then sometimes I go off the, like like we just joked about before we went live, but off the rails. And so... I was going to do an episode later today and I had a t- I had a whole subject in mind. Just on a lark I listened to my last week's episode just to sometimes I just listen to it to get a sense and I talked about I already talked about the subject and I didn't even remember because so, it wasn't part of the it wasn't on my sheet and luckily I listened to that last week because I wouldn't I would have repeated myself this week and had no memory of it at all. I was like, "Oh my god, I did talk about that. That's so weird." So I kind of go off the rails. I ad lib a lot. Um, I joke around, um, and then uh, and then I kind of get in and get out. I love that philosophy. It reminds me a lot of uh, stand up comedians because they take that uh, that that approach that everything's material. So yeah. they go out and live their lives, do their stuff, and then they're always taking notes. They're always noticing things, especially observational comedians. But then they go out and you know you see these specials on Netflix or on HBO or wherever, and it's this really well-formatted punch, punch after punchline after punchline funny show. But what you don't know is all throughout the year, they're getting on stages in these small comedy clubs and testing these this yeah, material and out. failing, failing miserably. Failing miserably, yeah. making tweaks. And so to have a solo podcast, the way that you do it is very similar to that, to where everything's material and That's you're right. just 
testing things, playing with things, seeing what kind of feedback you get. And it helps you develop and learn what you're most passionate about, what you love to talk about. And it probably directs some of your actions in life as well. Well, it absolutely does. And I will tell you that I do, in a way, in a way it's a really good, astute point you made, but my podcast is sort of an observational podcast in that sense. It's just that my filter isn't comedy. My filter is health and happiness. So I'm, I am looking at the world. I'm, I, I see it, and I'm very transparent about this. I see it through the filter of self-care, you know? And so I'm, I am looking at things. I'm looking at trends. I'm, I'm, you know, bringing in stories, you know, with clients, obviously I don't break any sort of confidentiality thing. I make it very anonymous in general, but, but that does inform what I talk about for sure. And, and just more depth. And I will say that in my head, I, before I launch do the record the podcast, I do work out stuff in my head. I sort of, or even on the recorder, like in my delivery of it, it is a performance. And I don't want people to ever think that I'm just literally flipping on and going, wow, let's see what happens here. Like it's pre-meditated. I work on it a lot. And you know, as you know, it builds in interviewers, good interviewers. It's not off the cuff. Like it's, it seems like it's off the cuff because it's a, it's relaxed the way that they do it, but it's very scripted, you know, in, in their heads, at least, you know, it's practiced and, and I'm definitely in that same camp. And the other thing, and I was just actually talking to a client earlier today, we were talking about their podcast. And I'm a huge fan of even if you do do an interview style show, I think a lot of podcasters in today's world, from my perspective, anyway, they all a lot of them jump on these interview style shows. And it becomes this trend where they expect the guests to carry the show or to bring the content. Yeah. And they just question, answer, question, yeah, answer, yeah, question, yeah, answer, yeah. or they just let the guests go. And I think over time, if that's the case, that can actually detract from your authority rather than build it up. I think that it's so important, even if you do an interview show, that you're constantly interjecting value as the show goes on, as the host. But also, if you can throw in a solo episode once a week or every other week or whatever, I think it helps strengthen your positioning on your own program. I couldn't agree more. And I will say why I love podcasts so, so much. And I just worried about the day that they become regulated in any some real fashion. Because right now, it's it's pretty freeform, as you know. If you look at TV and the way that radio is, and, and it's, it's all within a constraint of time. And so it's like, you, you get in, you get out. We need to take a break and all these kinds of things. And, what's, and, and so the interviews often are like, the interview asks a question and they let the guest carry the answer. Interview asks a question. But podcasts are can go deep and they become conversational where you and I can actually trade ideas, which is so much more fun and interesting when you think about it instead of like Mario going, and now Sid, what is the meaning of your thing? And then I answer and then you kind of do this thing. And they can be great questions. But I love if I'm being interviewed or if I'm interviewing, I love the exchange of back and forth. It makes it way more human and fun to me. Yeah, and I, I think that you know, it's that double-edged sword. It's that that everyone wants to... Well, here, I'll put it to you this way. In in almost any field, there's people who are leaps above. They're, they're the successful ones, right? And I think in the world of podcasting, the name I hear the most is Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. And I see everyone going, I want to do a Joe Rogan-esque show. Yeah. Well, the reason it works so well for him is because that's who he really is. Yeah. And totally. he just shows up and does it. He doesn't try to be like anyone else. Yeah. So I think that's another trap too. When you try to mimic someone else now you can use someone else's style for inspiration it's like yeah. let's go back to the stand-up comedy example i don't know why i'm so stuck on that but yeah. you know you can use other comedians styles to write jokes and to do things but if you rip off their material you're going to be in big trouble yeah and i think that ultimately people on some level appreciate authenticity 
So even if you're influenced, and we all are, we live in a society, so I'm influenced by who, people maybe I don't even know have influenced me. Musically, I used to be a full-time musician. Clearly, there's influences there. But, this, but I think that people appreciate authenticity. I think that people appreciate somebody who is at least making the attempt to be who they are in that context. And, and, and I would say that Joe Rogan, um, and he's a great interviewer, Mark Maron, great interviewers, um, they, they're there is a craft to what they do too. It's like it's like when you see somebody in a film, you go, they're just acting like themselves. It's like, no, they're surrounded by cameras and crew. You can't just act like yourself when you know you're being listened to or being viewed by a camera. You you have that takes an effort to be that natural. It's it's a it is a talent. Joe Rogan's a, a talent because he can pull off a relaxed being Joe Rogan, even though he knows he's being listened to by millions of people. That's a that's a real craft that people oftentimes underappreciate. It absolutely. But to that same point, though, Joe Rogan, when he does become that, that's something he's created over time. Totally. Oh, absolutely. It's not like, you know, it's not like he looks because I think what a lot of people try to do is when they look at a Joe Rogan or a Tony Robbins or an Oprah or whoever, they're trying to be them in chapter 56 of their yeah. career <laughs> while true. they're still in chapter three of it's, theirs. It's absolutely true. Yeah, it's and absolutely true. Think, it's like, yeah, yeah, they got they started, you know, like I always like I listened to my first album. I can't listen to my first album. It, it, it makes me cringe. But at the time, I thought it was great. You know? And I'm glad I did it because then it got me to the second album and the second got me to the third. And so I'm always urging my clients and things like to start something, even if it's horrible, because then you get to get that out of the way and get to the next thing. And that's the same thing with anything artistic or podcasting, for instance, or films. It's, yeah, Tony Robbins or whoever you mentioned, like they're in it deep. They've been in it deep. And to get to where they are, you can't, there's no shortcut there. You got to put in the hours like they did, and then you find your own voice that same way. Yeah. I mean, my the first podcast I ever did was in February of 2011, and it's still there. It's still online. You have to dig to find it a little bit, but I don't yeah. take it offline just for that reason. And I, I can't listen to it. I can listen to like the first two minutes, and then I have to turn yeah. it off. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I realized that at that time, that was the best I could do. I did yeah. my best. So, you know, I'm not overly hard on myself, but it's not fair to compare that to this because it's exactly. just two completely different things at this point. Yeah. And I also think that people maybe should give themselves a little bit of a break and realize how much courage it takes to, to go out with something where you are at the time and to continue doing that, even though there's going to be ebbs and flows, as you know, and, uh, and to continue doing that. And that's the growth of a human, of the human experience. And we keep doing these things and the arsenal, I call it the arsenal of experience just builds and builds and you get more experience. And people are like, how can you do a podcast where you don't interview people? It's well, because I've been doing it for five years, you know, every week almost without fail, you know? And so it's a lot of hours and a lot of time and a lot of thinking that's applied to that. And it, it, and it pays off over time. A lot of effort, a lot of intentionality, and a lot yeah. of consistency. Yeah. And it's that compound effect, right? Because there was probably a time when you first started that where you were doing it and doing it and doing it, and you didn't probably didn't feel like you were really improving, improving. Because 1% every day still looks like 1% to us. Yeah. If you listen to episode one, then you listen to episode 100, that's 100% improvement. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. big difference. It's huge. it's huge. And people don't understand, like, it's not just about the taking of the notes and the 30, you know, whatever my podcast usually these days is 30 minutes and then the editing and the launching, which is maybe two or three hours. It's the thinking in between and it's that it's on my radar. So I am calling out ideas, thinking of ideas, probably 80% I toss, but there, it's just like that you're in it. Like you're in it. That's how songwriters can keep writing good songs. Cause that's what they do. They're putting a lot of thought to those kinds of things. 
Yeah, awesome. I love it. I love these kind of conversations, especially creative, because that's, you know, I see myself at heart as a creative, especially starting in my chef days and now coming through the media and the podcasting days. So I love hearing how other people's processes work and what you're doing. So thank you so much for sharing that. Sid Garza Hillman, I want to remind everyone that they can find you, SidGarzaHillman.com, subscribe to your podcast and uh, grab a copy of your books, which are available there as well. And I can't wait to have you back on the next episode because we still have more to talk about. So don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back with episode number two. I can't wait. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.